best marketers sell with story and the best storyteller wins the customer and the best stories are your customer stories. I'm going to give you the planner to create the perfect video case story for your business, just like we've done with all of our clients here at Authentic Web. Just go to iingarlic.com slash plan or click on the podcast image to get to the show notes and there'll be a link. There you can download the perfect video case study planner, the same one we use at Authentic Web to create incredible dynamic video case stories and video case story interviews. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Ian Garlic here, and on this episode of The Garlic Marketing Show, we have a guest who rose through the ranks to become an executive vice president of one of the fastest growing value-added reseller companies in the country. They have an interesting company, an interesting premise. His energy is awesome. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes from this is, success starts with the first interaction. And not only does he talk about over outworking people, but uh, out providing value. We, it's a constant theme. He talks about all the different ways he does it, plus the different ways he's building his marketing, building his team, and how he is executing social selling right now. So on this episode, I'm glad to present John Manley from GA, GHA Associates. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and our guest today has rose up through the sales ranks and is now Executive Vice President of Sales. Um, actually, John, let me tell you, what is your exact role right now? So I kind of, <laughs> I have a kind of a mixed role or a hybrid role. It's very interesting what I do today. So uh, as you said, I've kind of moved my way up. And actually before I even did technology sales as a telemarketer, so we'll get into the whole realm of that journey. But my day-to-day activity right now um, is very interesting in the fact that I deal with about 200 end-user customers, business-to-business customers, helping with them their technology needs, procurement, best way to handle uh, different pain points in their environment. I also help manage about 35 sales professionals, regional sales professionals, uh, and also work very closely with the uh, with the company and the CEO to help develop different strategic uh, paths forward, make sure that we're staying cutting edge and providing the most value to our clients. Wow. So you're you're the executive vice president of everything. Of everything, <laughs> plus, yeah, plus two little girls and four dogs. So I'm all over the place. And you got to be very busy, man. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so t- John Manley, tell me a little bit about how you got to here. Well, t- let's first tell me about your company, GHA Associates. Yeah, so GHA, uh, the website is GHA-associate, company technically is GHA Technologies. Uh, we're one of the uh, fastest growing technology VARs in the country. Um, and if, you, if you're not aware of the term VAR, it stands for value-added reseller. Uh, so our primary target is business customers. 
uh, by assisting them with their technology needs, regardless if that's something very simple um, or up to something more complicated of, hey, how do we deal with the upcoming, you know, or uh, the, like the WannaCry virus? How do we protect our security, our network? How do we protect our data? How do we make sure that we're staying uh, focused on what we're best at? How do we focus on our customers and allow you guys to come in and kind of take care of the technology side for us. Uh, so that's our primary spot with GHA. We're one of the fastest growing bars in the country. Uh, and the reason for that, and it ties into my own story, uh, and, and the number one reason I've, in my opinion, has found uh, uh, so much success and uh, been so fortunate in my career is it's based on correct perspective, right? Don't talk about yourself. Don't talk, you know, don't call a customer, don't call a prospect and say, hey, I'm gonna talk about myself for the next five minutes. Let's talk about you. Let's search a conversation around. Let's understand your pain point. Let's understand really what's most important to you. I'm not going to ramble on about random awards that I've won from some company you've never heard of. Let's talk about really what hurts you today. And then how do I fix that with my expertise and my, how do I validate my expertise of the really, of the person and the company that can eliminate your risk while giving you a cost effective industry proven solution that's ultimately going to take care of your need. Man, that is, and that's such a big, big point that I try and get across to everyone that listens. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not – I go from website to website to website looking at these technology companies' websites, and everyone's talking about themselves on their websites and not doing what you're saying right there of talking about the pain points. I mean, as you've grown up in this company, how have you gotten to convince people that this is what needs to be done? Is it just purely through success? Uh, success is always a big, um, you know, people don't want to follow you if you're not successful, right? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> right, right. You can't be like, you know, I'm homeless, but I'm a real estate agent. Uh, <laughs> you know, so success definitely helps people. But what I always try to do when I mentor someone and when I coach someone, I try to do the same as I when I engage with a customer. Instead of me telling you, here's what you should do to be successful, let's. I, I tell them, what do you currently do? And has it given you the level of success that you've wanted it to in your career so far? And usually the answer is no, right? Especially if they just joined the company or something like that. People are still ambitious. They're looking to grow. They're looking to increase their skills and their success. So I say, okay, perfect. Look at all the lessons that you've learned. And then here's my way of handling these different scenarios. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different experiences. So here's how I would have handled that. And let's kind of mush these two together and come up with a hybrid approach that's going to work best for you, right? So I never try to push it on them. I never say, you need to follow what I do because it's been effective for me because I want it to be genuine to your own personal message. And that's one of the most core uh, requirements of successful sales or successful marketing is that your message has to be genuine to you and it has to be targeted to your correct audience. So I always say, what's your biggest goal in life and how have your current steps, how close have they gotten you to that goal? And let's work together to make sure that you can exceed it moving forward. That's incredible advice and it's a great way to put it because you're not, you're not just telling someone what to do. Uh, you're letting them be involved in it. Um, so how? Let's pull back to your story. How did you get to this point uh, in the in the company with GHA? Yeah, I have an interesting. Uh, I have an interesting career. So you know, I started off when I was in my in my younger years. Uh, before I did technology sales, I was a telemarketer um, selling Comcast TV. I'd be I'd be the person calling you on, on Thanksgiving, asking if you wanted to buy chart you know charter TV or something like that instead of eating dinner with your family. Uh, you know, and 
it kind of was a pain point for me in my life at that point, but it taught me so many valuable lessons because as a telemarketer, I started off, you have to read a script and you can't care what the person thinks, what they want or what they're looking for, what they desire. You can't, you don't care about anything about them. That's not your job that you can't, you just have to say blah, 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 blah. And hopefully you get a bite, right? So when I was able to transition into technology sales, I was, it's funny because when I first walked around in the interview process, I never went to college. And when I walked around in the interview process, at first I felt outclassed because I'm like, well, I'm probably one of the only people here who doesn't have a college education. I'm walking around with people who are making more money than I've ever dreamed of. I make minimum wage at this point in my life. And I was like, so how do I compete with this class of people when I don't have the experience of the education to do so? And when I walked around the office for the first time, I found a bunch of people with their feet on their desk, being complacent with their activities, kind of typing with one hand. And I'm like, well, what are you guys doing? I was like, I make eight bucks an hour and I'm doing 300 phone calls a day. And then I asked the person interviewing me, I'm like, how many calls do they make? And they're like, well, 20 to 30. I'm like, well, maybe I don't have the education. Maybe I don't have the experience, but man, I'll work you under the table because I'm hungry. I live in my brother's attic and I drive a car that cost me like $400 and breaks down literally every seven days. I'm hungry for this. I'm going to work everybody under the table and I will succeed by failing. One of the most th common things that I tell people that I mentor is I'm not successful in sales or marketing because I've been told yes a thousand times. I'm successful because I've been told no a hundred thousand times and I keep looking for new ways of asking. And when you always look for a new way to ask, you don't look at it as an objection or I failed. You look at it as just part of the numbers game of improving how you present your value, you're always going to continue improving day in and day out. So from that time, I became a telemarketer. Then I became an account executive where you're just basically cold calling. From there, I became a regional sales manager, then a vice president, and now an executive vice president, uh, you know, for uh, currently about $200 million technology company. And we're growing exceedingly fast. And I absolutely love what I do. And if you have a passion for what you do and a 30-year perspective for helping your customers starting today, you're always going to be successful when you put in the work. I love that term, 30-year perspective. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So one of the main pieces of advice that I give to the people that I, I mentor and to even to my customer, and I'll tell a recent a story about this recently. Somebody asked me, they said, hey, a customer came to me and this is the problem that they presented. Um, and I think I know a free way for them to do it. So, you know, we sell a solution that will handle it for them what I think they can do it for free. I'm like, then tell them to do it for free. Give them that free <laughs> advice. Don't charge them. Don't give them a solution that will work. They'll be happy. Instead, tell them, listen, I'm here for the long haul. I want to be your right-hand you know, resource for the rest of our lives. And in order for me to do that, you need to look at me as someone you can trust day in and day out to have your back, to know the information that you might be overlooking. And if you're, if that opportunity presents itself for you to basically talk yourself out of a sale in the short term, you have their loyalty and their respect for the rest of their life. And that is going to give you more ROI than any short term vision or short term outlook ever will. Yeah. And, and, the, and also people will spread more of your story, right? hundred percent. They will love you. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had someone ask me that one time and like, well, the solution, I could make a hundred thousand dollars off of it. But I'm, you know, they could go get it for free. I'm like, well, they're gonna find out about that, right? <laughs> they will, and they're not going to be happy. They're not going to spread your name around in a way that helps you. No, um, but that that's such a it's an, a fantastic perspective. 
how now you're in this growing company uh, you know you said you have what 35 sales executives that you're you're managing um, that are directly under me yes correct. yeah and i mean you have obviously a lot of other employees how do you continue to convey that attitude to everyone throughout the company genuine passion for what you do always help to me the biggest thing that's going to make or break a company, a salesperson, a marketing person, or anyone in your organization. I don't care if you've been in, in an industry for 30 years or if you're fresh out of high school. Perspective and your attitude is what's going to make the difference for your success. Understand what's most important to you in your life, what your goals are. Take the time to write down your goals. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Harvard study. I'll get to it in a moment about goal setting. It's an amazing study that I use all the time. But first, I want to connect people with what's most important to them in their life. Is it your family? Is it your career? Is it money? Is it helping your community? First, let's connect with truly what's important to your soul, right? And once I can get you connected to that, here's the best way to be successful is understanding what's most that, that same line of reasoning. Understand what's most important to our customers. Just follow that same line of logic. And by giving them what you, they want, you'll end up getting what you want. And by being so passionate and genuine about passing that message along to everyone, I found really good results by keeping them kind of steered. Instead of saying, let's chase the money, let's chase quotas, or and you know, let's, let's see how much we can close by the end of the month. Who cares about the end of the month? Who cares about a quarterly quota? Who cares about a company metric? What I care about is your long-term happiness and success and the way that you can possibly reach your potential. Man, and, and and that attitude seeps throughout a company. When you have that attitude and you keep saying it, it's going to keep motivating people and gives people real motivation because I think it's so easy to do the carrot and stick motivation and not really care, spend a lot of time because that's harder. What you're talking about, it's, it's harder to do, isn't it? It is a lot harder to do. It's a lot easier to say maybe recruit people when you say, hey, you're going to make $300,000 in five years in our company or something like that, dangle that, dangle that care. But one, if you're always dangling the you know the monetary, the money care in front of people, one, you're going to kind of attract the wrong people because you're going to attract people who put money in front of success. And they go hand in hand oftentimes, but you need to be successful and then that will give you money. Don't chase money. Money can only be a, a motivating factor for so long. And it's going to make people make bad decisions, like sell a customer something they don't need or mark something up more than they should because they think they can, right? You need to look, you need to bring people in that are excited about helping people and understand how to monetize their passion at the same time. Yes, that's great. And people that are excited about helping people. You got to have people, you got to be excited. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it always comes back to, uh, one of my, my favorite quotes from Howard Schultz from Starbucks, where he was he was asked, uh, "Well, how do you get everyone to smile at Starbucks?" He goes, "I hire people that smile." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Same with Chick Fil A, right? Chick Fil A. I mean, I'm in Tennessee, so there's a lot of Chick Fil A's around, and you know, one of the things they always have to say is, when you say thank you, they have to say my pleasure, or they can technically be fired. And it's such a small thing. But then if you go through, and I haven't been for years, but if you say you go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, they're not saying my pleasure. They might say something, but it's shorter <laughs> than my pleasure. Uh, you know, it's not very good. So just a small, sometimes it takes a small, you know, procedure or just a little bit of guideline to help people, you know, put a smile on your face, be happy, be excited, you know, maybe say this phrase because it's most effective at expressing your feeling towards your customer. And it makes a big customer interaction difference. It does. That's a huge, huge difference. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk. You've got some, obviously, you've got a lot of customers. 
um, at GHA. And I think you've got an interesting model here because I, I feel like I'm a tech, like technology, I'm advanced in technology. I love gear. I love software. I break stuff. I've been using software. <laughs> you know, I, you got, if you're breaking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I know how to, like, I know how to drive it to the ground and break it. But I get overwhelmed with all the technology and software solutions out there. But and so, but people still come to me. I, I literally just got an email from a client before, like, "Hey, I, I I need to figure out if these emails work." I'm like, "Well, do you want something to clean up the email list, or do you want something to test the emails out?" I'm like, is there a difference? And obviously, you know, now I'm entering into your territory, so I, there's obviously a need for this. Tell me yeah. a little bit about how you guys work in what in what GHA and who you serve. So the best target that we have is and sometimes we play a very simple, you know, commodity game where, you know, we're competing versus like an Amazon, for instance. Hey, just give me a good price and move things along. Right. But the, the ideal target customer, the is the one that comes to us for one, our biggest value. Is not, and this this is true for any salesperson, in my opinion, any company in the world. Your biggest value is not the product you sell. It's how much time your product will save for your customer. How much time will your service save for your customer? So the fact that I sell computer servers, networking, you know, data security, storage, and DR and virtualization and everything else in the world, I don't have to be an expert. I'm pretty good at all of them from over years of doing it, but I don't have to be an exact expert at every one of those pieces. What I need to be is an expert at saving them time so they don't either have to do like the grunt work of Googling and searching or trying to figure out well, who do I ask. Where do I go? How do I put all these puzzle pieces together? How do I make sure I'm giving my company a risk-free solution to deal with this pain point? We come in as the experts and say, we know which questions to ask. We don't know. We might not know an answer off the top of our head because technology is a monster to try to deal with. But we're going to know who to ask, how to ask it, and where to take that information to give you an effective answer to save you time and eliminate your risk. So our ideal customer is someone who values having a trusted partner that can come in and ultimately save them time and save them hassle by giving them the correct solution to actually fit their problem and eliminate it from their environment. Uh, that's it's an invaluable resource that we never think of, but especially in this growing age of technology. I mean, I worked for a big company, a big, big company, uh, you know, Fortune 100 company, and I saw them make so many technology mistakes, uh, you know, because they would either try and do it themselves and then they'd go, go straight to a salesperson inside of one company. And, you know, not only did it cost a ton of money in technology, but then it cost money in time and the implementation. And then it costs it costs employee morale because if the technology isn't the right one, people get frustrated and you're forcing into them. That's they a, do. Yeah, that's it's a huge value. Um, so when you're out there, you know, you you, t- you tell me a little bit about, about your ideal customer. How are you all? What's your struggle with getting in front of them? Because to me, this is an obvious solution, but to everyone, it's not. How do how Correct. do you get in front of your ideal customers? So what you need to do to get in front of your ideal customer, and then I'll, I'll speak personally for us, is you always need to first kind of reverse engineer who's our ideal customer uh, and what's the biggest value that we can provide to that ideal customer. And then what platforms is that customer going to spend the most time on during their day-to-day process? Where are they going to search for information? When they have a question they don't know, where are they going to go? Who are they going to ask? And how can we provide the most value and visibility amongst their different platforms? So I'm a big believer 
labor and, you know, social selling, but not the way that it's normally done today. In my opinion, I get so many messages on LinkedIn saying, hey, John, I'd like to meet you and set up 15 minutes to have a conversation to sell you my stuff. That's not social <laughs> selling to me, right? That's no. basically like digital door, door-to-door knocking, right? You're not providing yeah. value. You don't care about me. Social selling is developing relationships, studying a company and saying, this Fortune 100 company, what, what industry do they play in? What are probably the common pain points that this company is facing from a technology standpoint? Who are the primary decision makers? What digital platforms are they currently most active on? How can I form a relationship with them? Are they, you know, are, are they fans of sports teams? Do they like to put on, you know, do they like to publish blogs? You know, kind of get a really good feel for the persona on a person by person, contact by contact company or uh, level for each contact that you're going after each strategic company that you're going after, and then just really whittle it down and go after them from a slow value in, uh, a value added point of view. So if that means giving them free content or saying, hey, if you're dealing with network security issues, here's a really cost-effective way for maybe you to do it for free instead of having to come to us for money, you know, and pay for a solution. Or here's a different way of looking at it that has worked in other similar organizations like yourself. And just keep providing that free content. And there's many ways of doing that, either, you know, obviously like LinkedIn and, you know, Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, things like that. And those are my favorite personally. Uh, is it, it, a different social platform. I'm not a big believer these days, at least where I fit in the world, of TV or commercial selling. I think it's 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 old and it's it's dying. It's a dying platform as far as that is concerned. You know, when you watch commercials on TV, the be- the best commercial in the world does make you laugh a little bit, right? Super Bowl commercials are a good example, right? You're like, mm-hmm. huh, but you're not gonna remember what the commercial was for, yeah. right? Because they're not. It's nothing. The best thing you can do is make you chuckle. Social selling and being able to give that free value and that free information and really connect with people and see an insight into their lives and then kind of build from that. Man, that's the best way to get in front of your customers. Yes, yes. And so, uh, you know, what what is your challenge then? How are you guys doing? I mean, you don't have to give away all the secrets, but what are the challenges that you're facing now? Because like you said, everyone's on late. There's a lot of people trying to get in LinkedIn and social selling. There's a lot of people obviously using these platforms and creating a lot of noise and not a lot of value. Is it purely just adding value or, you know, where, where do you find your challenges and how are you overcoming them? So the biggest challenge is cutting through the noise always, right? The biggest challenge is setting yourself up as someone who is, like as I mentioned earlier, who has that 30-year perspective of helping your customer and you're not just some random salesperson, you know, pitching worthless garbage or worthless information that just blends in with everybody else. So your biggest challenge is always separating yourself, especially when you work for a company that's not a household name, right? So you have to separate yourself and you do that by value and you do that by consistent volume, right? So this would tie back into my old days of cold calling, right? Everybody else was doing 20, 30 phone calls a day. I would do 300, massive volume, because I could get shut down 99% of the time and I'm still going to reach that one person who loves what I have to say. I can get 99 people in a row who cuss at me and hang up and tell me I'm the most stupid person on the planet. And I reach 100 person. He's like, where have you been my whole life? Let's do this. Let's get this done. Right. Because he appreciates that. Same with social selling. Right. You have to get through all that noise. But you do it by value and volume. And a lot of people struggle because they say, well, I can't write a blog every single week or I can't write a blog every day or I can't do a video, you know, every single day. I don't have that much value to give. Then document what you're doing. 
Don't try to come up with something you know that you had to write from the ground up for your readers. Say, this is what I do on a daily basis. This is what I did today. This is the challenge that I came up with or that my customer presented to me, and this is the solution that I gave them to fix that problem. Right, and just continue providing that on a day-to-day basis consistently, and you're going to continue increasing your funnel. More and more people are going to see you. They're going to continue to build respect for you. Continue getting recommendations and ask them for a referral. Ask them to connect you with their network. And the best thing about asking for a referral when you earned it is you don't have to say, "Hey, can you help me out and give me a referral?" You can say, "Listen, look at all the value that I've been able to provide for you. We've been able to take your need, whatever this need was, and pain point here, and I spell it out. This was your pain point." And we were able to offer our service, our value to eliminate that. And look how happy you are today. You know, Do you have any connections, people in your company, different contacts, different friends in the industry who would also benefit from that same amount of resources you? That's all. Yeah, that's so, so awesome. And it, it's great advice. And I love the fact that the massive volume and, and massive value uh, because it, it does. It takes a lot of numbers. But I think you're doing something else, too, when you're doing that because you're getting feedback. Right. And, and, you know, I, when I had Gary Vaynerchuk on the show and we were talking about that, I think one of his reasons for success is it's not that he's that much smarter. It's just that he's gotten that much more feedback over the years. And, you know, it's just tons and tons and tons of doing and, and listening. Um, so how are you now trickling this down to the company? Because I, I feel like, you know, you've got this team. They should all be taking part in it. How are you training your team to do this? I talk to them. One, I understand what their process currently is. And again, I, I use the same logic that I use when I when they when they start and I ask them about their goals and how it's effective for them. I say, what are the different platforms you're using? And what you find out is most salespeople, not from a lack of desire or even a lack of effort, they don't really know what to do, right? Most people don't they just said, I don't know how to tackle social selling. I'm not a, I'm not a person that writes or I'm not a person that I'm like, let's start easy, right? If you don't, if you don't want to write or you can't write today, if you can't write a blog or maybe you don't have the confidence to put yourself out there, let's start by sharing really valuable information, information that you find somewhere. So if you're reading uh, some tech blog and you find it interesting, make sure you share that with your network. Let's start with easiness, right? Let's start with the easiest point of entry into social selling to start establishing yourself you're establishing yourself first when you walk into a party people have to know that you're there right they have to know that you walked in and that you're actually present and then you can start mingling around the room so the first thing we need to do when people don't maybe don't have the confidence i think that's the biggest thing to actually start social selling let's start with something that you are confident with something easy share share content find good connections that you love to follow and you know just start commenting on them and start getting feedback from them look to see what works for other people you know Gary V I love Gary Gary is an extremely you know <laughs> You know, you know what you can say about Gary. Gary's a genius when it comes to social selling mm-hmm. because he, he, he's so able to interact with his community, get their feedback, understand what's most important to them, and then tailor his message accordingly. You know, so follow people like Gary. Understand, hey, Gary's effective because Gary puts out massive amounts of content. He puts out massive amounts of value. He's 100% genuine. He's very honest. He tells you exactly what he's doing. He's great at documenting what he does on a daily basis. And I don't even necessarily need to do any of this today if I'm not confident. I just need to kind of mirror his activities for the next 6 to 12 months and then start finding my own pattern. Right? The best thing you need to start doing is doing it today. Do whatever you need to. Get in a habit and then continue to improve. Yes, and continue to improve and continue to get better. Um 
So, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot are customer stories and how we use customer stories and how you use video. Um, can you tell me a couple of your customer stories at, at GHA and, and some of the success stories you've had? Because I'm sure you have a lot of them out there. There are a lot, and you know, it, it's actually funny. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of different success stories. One, I'll kind of give you a different twist to the success story. It was more of a um, of a success on a cold call type referral call versus okay. a long term customer. But it was very interesting the way they happened. If the customer called me, I never t- I never spoke to him before, and he said, "John," and he was going to be all gruff with me. He's like, "John, you tell me why I need to buy off your company," and I'm <laughs> and I and I'm like, I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't know anything about you. I'm like, I don't know about your company. I didn't know you were going to call me. I don't know about you. I don't know what's most important to you. I don't know what's causing you pain on a daily basis. So let's slow down for a minute. You spend three minutes and you tell me your three biggest pain points when dealing with technology procurement. And then I will give you a tailored answer how my experience and my expertise with working with my customers over the the years will eliminate each one of those pain points. And then we can decide where to go from that point. And he was flabbergasted, and he literally said, nobody has ever taken the opportunity to not sell me before. Like, that's awesome. And he gave me an open book about everything that he was feeling pain point-wise with his current vendors, and then I was able to have a conversation with him versus pitching at him. I wasn't saying, hey, blah, 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 I'm awesome. I focus on customer service, and I'll get back to you and save you money. I'll stretch your IT budget a little bit further. Nobody wants to hear that, right? And he was so blown away. Uh, this last week, another another customer called me, and I never or he emailed me first, and he said, "Hey, I got your name from somebody. Uh, I want to talk to you about you know buying a computer." And I called him within about five seconds. I normally am about five to thirty seconds. I try to be as quick as you possibly can because time, right? I'll get. I'm gonna mention something really quick. So the average, here here's why people sometimes struggle, even when they are correctly socially selling or different doing different marketing. The average response time to an internet lead today is forty four hours. 44 oh. <laughs> hours in today's world. This is not, you know, 1817 where you have to send a horse to the town to get these people where it takes 44 hours. You should be getting some back to somebody in 30 seconds. Yep. What is your problem? If you're on a call, then get off the call and call this person because they're going to move on. They're not going to wait for you, right? So uh, this this person emailed me and said, hey, I got your name. I'd like to talk to you. I literally called him in about five seconds, and he answered the phone, and he's like, wow, that was really quick. I'm like, well, that's what you want, isn't it? You, you're looking for a technology salesperson that's going to be extremely quick and nimble to your needs. If you call me 2.30 Christmas morning, I'm going to be here to answer your call. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm going to be happy to help you. Because if you're working Christmas Eve, I'm going to be working Christmas Eve because I'm here all the time for you. You know, so just that mentality of, you know, he was so blown away and he, he, he turned into a, a customer right away. And they're just like last week. But, you know, the, the point of my story here is from a success angle, you know, success starts with your first interaction. The success starts the first time, you know, either they got your name or they asked you a question, even if that question might not seem, you know, maybe combative, like the first guy was, sell me your company, right? Or, you know, if somebody that said, hey, I possibly want to probe you to see if you might be valuable for me, jump on that, give it everything you got, save them time, and immediately validate why you're going to be a great resource for them. Yeah, and, and to your point, too, it's like whenever I would get on sales calls, all I would do is try and provide as much value as possible. And, you know, if you do that, and like you said, if you answer the phone as quickly as possible, you're going to win 90% of the time. 
95% of the time. You can go in there and do a lot of bad stuff, but if you provide as much value as possible, because, you know, I remember the days when I was just doing pure sales or even pure, like, in beginning days of marketing, you just throw up all your features, right? Feature, feature, right. feature, feature, all right. over the person, and then they'd be like, I, all dazed. Um, and, and that's fantastic. Uh, so, John, you know, we're wrapping up here. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, where where you see GHA going, where you see you going, what are your next big moves? You know, so GHA, we're going to continue to, you know, ramp up the value that we're, we're providing the customer by continuing to get that customer feedback, understand what we're doing best and why we're attracting the the people we're really shooting for, our ideal target market. And we're going to continue. Every person I talk to within GHA on my team or anywhere in the organization, we're going to keep passing along that message of value and passion. Be passionate to help your customer and focus on saving people time. You know, one of the primary terms I love using is proactive communication with your customers. And this is something salespeople so much, so often fail to do, right? If you're working with a customer, you know the questions they're going to ask throughout the process or even after they buy. Answer those questions ahead of time. As an organization, you can do the same thing. When you're engaging with your prospect base or your leads or your customers, understand the questions they're going to have to ask you and answer them before it ever comes up. Bring up the objection before they ever think of it. And that way everybody can, you know, have time to discuss it. And as an organization who's focused on those core values of let's save you time and let's be passionate about being a 30-year resource for you and let's be ambitious about continuing to grow as quickly as we can by providing that exceptional value, you know, GHA is going to continue growing exceptionally quick. I think we're one of the fastest-growing bars in the country right now, uh, maybe the fastest-growing bar in the country. Or we're, uh, I think we're going to double in size this year, I believe. Wow. Congrats. Uh, so that's that, thank you. That's it's phenomenal. That's huge in 2017, and that's done. You know, not by my own work. I, I have an influence over people, but each person has to understand what's most important to them. And just just so your readers don't or the the listeners don't feel ripped off, because I mentioned the Harvard study, and I think it's so important. What a company needs to do, and a person needs to do, is you need to understand where you want to be in five and ten years, and you need to write those goals down on a on a daily basis. So in 1979, and I might be slightly off on a couple of these statistics, but it's really close. In 1979, Harvard ran a study with their master's graduating class, and they asked the entire class, which of you write down your goals and which of you don't? It's the only question they asked, and 3% of the class said they wrote down their goals. 97% of the class did not. Ten years later, they followed up with the same class. The only, that was the only question they asked. And the 3% who wrote down their goals were now worth more than the 97% combined. If you do not know where you want to go as a company, as a person, as an organization, in your personal life or professional life, if you're not crystal clear about where you want to go and why you want to go there, the best thing you can bet on is that you're not going to get there. So, and that, that's, my, that's my goal and my company's goal. That's awesome. And, and how do you keep up the speed in communicating your company's goals and keeping everyone on board with them? You know, while we meet with them twice a week, we meet with everybody twice a week. Plus, I, I talk to everybody that I that are under me, the 35 people under me. I talk to them constantly. I have them on instant messaging. I want to make sure I'm staying in tune to what's most important to them. You know, and I, like I said, and I've referenced this multiple times. I don't ever dictate this is how you need to do your job to be successful. What I tell them is let's let's take an analysis of what the steps you have taken so far, where that has gotten you. 
and what's most important to you and where do you want to be in five years? Not where I want you to be in five years. Where do you want to be in five years and why do you want to be there? And let's make sure that we always use our hybrid kind of collective mind to make sure you're as successful as you possibly can. And if you do that on a day-to-day basis, I, I'm a parent of two small children as well, you know, and that's such a, a wonderful insight into human psychology, you know, when you have little little girls because it's just they'll tell you what they're thinking, you know, and, and why they're thinking it. And it's the same it's the same beautiful art, you know, understand what's important to them and what drives them. And instead of saying my house, my rules. You say, let's work on this together. Let's understand your goal. And I'm going to make sure that you reach your potential because we're going to do it together. That's so cool. That's great. John, thank you so much for being on. Such insight, such wisdom. Um, tell me a little bit about if someone wants to get a hold of uh, you and or work with a GHA technology, uh, how, what's the best way? Uh, the best way to reach me, uh, you can reach me a myriad of different ways. I'm pretty much everywhere. But the, probably the easiest way for all the listeners is right on LinkedIn. Um, John Manley, right on LinkedIn. I'm the, I'm the big ugly guy, uh, the same John Manley. Um, you can also reach me on my email address, which is, which is jmanley, which is J-M-A-N-L-E-Y, at G-H-A-Associates, which is plural, dot com. Uh, but I'm always on social media. I'm always, I'm always looking. If you have a question, I'm always happy to provide free advice and do whatever I can to make sure that you're reaching your potential and that you're being successful in your own personal life. And I'd love to be able to help anybody or work with anybody that, that has a need that I can help. Awesome. Awesome. John, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. I thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love your podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank, thank you, all, you. Thank you all for listening to uh, the Garlic Marketing Show and taking John and I on your journey. And uh, hopefully you take some of this to heart and provide a lot of value out there. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 